with Luton pretty early. Yeah, and it's not even close, he said. Yeah. <laughs> Almost defensively walking off the field. One of the rare times I got to see the Beaver football team practice in Bend when they would take their summer, their fall camp over there. And the announcement was made about Jake. And it, it struck me as how and it almost seemed impossible to me, given how McMarion had played down the stretch in 2016 and given how he went on to play right, right. shortly thereafter. Two different styles, though. Yeah, I, so I get it. it. But still, it seemed like Marcus fit more of the profile of the kind of quarterback they would have wanted, Jake being more of just a classic uh, pocket passer. And if you do want a quarterback in the mode that can maybe help you Running the ball and which is some, what they talked about coming in zone staff, read stuff and Chuck yeah and Keaton and right. we're going to do this exactly. we're going to do that then and, it's Marcus McMarion and how Mike we never one of the things I it, it's painful in in its own respect and we had a great conversation with Coach Riley and touched on a lot of different things so many other things we left alone it, things that I you know may may someday you know we may be able to dialogue about with them but. Yeah, I've always, we, we've never really had a chance to hear him out on what his plans were for Oregon State for 2015 uh-huh. and whether Marcus would have figured in. And I had been hearing and talking to people who knew that there was a, a, a con- very strong consideration given to mixing in more of the zone read stuff with, with Marcus, Marcus. McMarion. Which would have been great. And they also had, um, he went to Florida, quarterback. Former NFL, yeah, the uh, son. Del Rio, yeah. Luke Del Rio, Luke Del yeah, Rio. the Richard Mullaney, the the, but the phrase is, and it's not even close. Yeah, you know that that was applied, and it just hearing the phrase made me think of how it was applied once in our world at the quarterback position with a coach walking off the field and bend. I'll, and, I'll never forget where I was in those yeah, moments. And, and it's not even close. Well, and it's not even you close. You know what, oh, though? Okay. He wasn't wrong either because he had a good, a good finish. No, Jake was good. He was fantastic. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't as though it was a ridiculous, oh, how can you say that? Yeah. Luton was good yeah. and got better and under the tutelage of of Jonathan and Brian Lindgren was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gave the Beavers a lot of great moments and big wins and just so, two completely different things. But, but. Diff- yeah, so but not even close in talking a few weeks couple of weeks ago in the last couple of weeks of Ted Robinson, uh, Bill Walton, yeah, uh, others, oh, Arizona, yeah. the best team in the league. Ted gave it Arizona, the best team in the league. And it's not even close. <laughs> so I was expecting last night, Arizona-UCLA, to be a good game that Arizona would win, but a good competitive game, mm-hmm. and it went the other way. It didn't even feel close. Yeah. UCLA suddenly seems the way they played to have, and it's not even close, could be attached to them based on how they played Arizona well, last night. Well, we need, we being the Pac-12, we need bell cows. If it's one Fine, but if there's two, mm-hmm. that's great. So if these two teams can remain in the top ten yeah. and stay on a on a big stage, that will that will help the conference big time. Now the conference got a lot of love with the success last year yeah. of the teams that made it in, and then of course the Beavers and the Bruins. The Bruins getting all the way, and the Beavers to the Elite Eight, as SC did. Three of the eight, yeah, uh, were yeah. in the were out of the Pac-12. Dave Pash and Bill Walton took that up a little bit in the second half of the game last night, the Pac-12, and and Pash brought up Oregon State, and Bill did too, and said Oregon State's a good team. They they've got a. He mentioned a couple of things they need to do better, but but he said Oregon State is a good team. And I remember Bill last year. People were 
think Pash himself was almost mocking it, and maybe even others, maybe even our own world, we were a little skeptical. But Bill was saying things late in the year. Oregon State's an NCAA tournament team. Do you remember him saying that yeah. before the run in Vegas? Yeah, which and you thought, eh, we wanted it to they? be that way, but it was right. okay. But, Bill, I, that's why I do appreciate, I know he can be hyperbolic and say some things that seem a bit uh, outlandish. Is that an understatement? But he can. And yet, when it comes to analyzing basketball and what's going on with personnel and teams, he wasn't far wrong. He w- it ended up being quite right. So when he said last night, just Oregon State's a good team, he has seen some things that are potentially there. Now, I don't, I'm not sure. Right now, it's pretty hard to get anyone, mm-hmm. yours truly included, to think, well, hey, Jeff, just, you know, remember the Alamo, remember, remember 2021, remember, and you know, here we go. I, I'm not sure that remember this, Indiana. Yeah, this group looks like it has the wherewithal to pull something like that off again. Right now, I would say not. And then Bill himself last night said, they really miss Ethan Anderson, he did say. And then yeah. and then Dave came in, Ethan Thompson. Yeah, and he just quickly, yeah, Ethan Thompson. <laughs> and again, I don't, how many games does Bill call oh, and yeah. see and do yeah. in all these years? He knew, we knew exactly what he was talking yes. about. And Pash was right to make the correction. But when he said it, I didn't go, oh, Ethan Anderson. What? <laughs> I just knew exactly what he was talking about, and so did he. Well, we And need, they do we, miss him. We need, we need that kind of uh, grace from listeners because you got to figure all do. so many games, you know. Oh, hey, Mike, you uh, no, I know you called that outfielder yeah. so and so when you it called was him so Duke so. Snyder. <laughs> it's like Duke's uh, been retired a while. Yeah, dead a while. I guess yeah. I did. No, I it, I remember Bill Shonley once saying, uh, "Over to the left side, in low to Danny Sh- uh, to Dolph Shays. Dolph, Dolph Shays. Now, father son is is yeah. very no, understandable, <laughs> especially if you call Dolph's game yeah, exactly. And I'm you know I'm not sure Bill went quite back that far to call Dolph Shays, but he would have seen Dolph in his prime. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, Ethan Ethan Thompson, they do miss him. That's yeah, true. Yeah. When people use that overused phrase, but it's true, a glue guy. Uh, Tom Ethan was that, he and was. You, sometimes you don't realize what you've got till it's gone, and you know. And, and I think he was underappreciated. He was for all because that he of did. that 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 incessant need for for a quarterback and that incessant need for a true point guard, quote unquote true point guard, which he wasn't really. You know, not you, a true you, like you, Deshaun's more of a true. Yes, yeah. But Ethan was a guy that would take care of that yes. for you and do other things. Score when you needed it. <laughs> and be the glue off the court. Right. Yep. Anyway, all of that to say that game last night, a little disappointing in terms of I thought it would be a high drama yeah. competitive game that Arizona would win. Arizona won handily and then down the road. Are they facing each other again? Or I believe it, so. Because yeah. if they do, that'll be another... Uh, I don't know you. I mean, I'd have to look at their schedules to know who who misses whom. But and then Oregon jumps out big and loses at home to Colorado. Especially after six straight. I thought they were kind of a team on the the Southland, didn't they? Yes, they went to Los Angeles yeah. and beat two top beat five two teams. top five teams as part of their six game winning streak. They jump out to a twenty mm-hmm. to five lead. That remember reminds me of Oregon State UCLA twenty one nothing wasn't it here at home or it was fourteen to nothing here at home right off the bat and then it just was a blowout yeah UCLA <laughs> coming back to blow that game out that was many many years twenty oh two does it go back that far yeah fourteen okay. uh, Jackson a big run yeah block punt touchdown fourteen nothing about four minutes twenty in. years twenty years ago yeah. 
we've we've seen a few things we've over the few. years. We've seen a few. By the way, uh, had a, tw- a tweet, <laughs> understandable tweet, upset with our our sound. We're, we've got a problem with our satellite system that requires some equipment. And referring to the national, the uh, national uh, sound. When cutting, we're on local, we're in and perfect. Out. So for two hours, you get to be actually not even two hours. I don't think the Learfield receiver has a problem. So it may be all the way through the basketball game, where you'll get a reprieve from all that coming yeah. out. Twelve thirty today, by the way, yeah. Ron Callen with the pregame in Pullman. I've reached out to Elise Woodward. I don't know whether she'll be able to join us at twelve oh five or not, but that's the hope. Laura Berg, Oregon State softball coach, at 11:30 today. We had a baseball media day. Two weeks, uh, two and two weeks and a couple of days for uh, softball. If we fail to connect with Elise, and, and I wanted to get Elise's voice. She had her eyes on the Beavers Huskies game on Sunday, and wanted to get just her her veteran sensibility of what she saw, what she saw in the Oregon State uh, women's basketball teams. Less than sterling effort offensively, but superb effort on defense to win that game in Seattle. Just kind of what she made of Oregon State's play. It's not going to be easy today. Washington State is a program that, uh, starting under June Doherty, the late June Doherty, she really turned it around there. And uh, it just continues that they're getting some good recruits. And it's not the same Washington State easy win that it used to be. Not at all. Not even close. So a very tough challenge up in Pullman today for the Beavers. Ron will have the call. We'll be off at 1230. If we don't connect with Elise, then yesterday was baseball media day. We played a little bit of Will Frisch, but I'd like to to perhaps in its entirety an interview either with Wade Meckler or Jacob Melton, and I might lead toward Meckler simply because of the, the stories involved. Who has the best story? What What is that? Yeah, it's in the film. It's in a lot of films, but it's in the film Amistad with Anthony Hopkins playing uh, John John Quincy, John Adams Jr., I, I believe he, his father had been president. He So John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams. He asks... Matthew McConaughey at some point, I mean, it's beautifully articulated and done. How, again, how real to life, whether this conversation ever took place, but he, Hopkins in his dramatic, what is his story? What is their story? A trial is about the best story. Who has the best story? Something to that effect. Very effect. Great movie. Everybody's got to I haven't seen that movie. But Amistad's very good, John. <clears throat> Really good. Powerful story, true story. But I was taken back when I first saw it, just that whole, who has the best story? And we're moved by stories. Wade Meckler has a very good story. How he became a beaver, how he plays, just one of those great Oregon State stories. So having said that, we won't play it later today. No, let, let's do try to work that in. I'd like to play the Wade Meckler story. Well, we've the got conversation an hour and 12 minutes to get in. What time is it right now? 18 after 18, the hour of 11 o'clock on this 18 Wednesday and Coach Laura, morning. Coach Laura, around 11.30. Yeah. 
There's always a little bit of wiggle room there. <laughs> Why don't we take the break right now and come back with the Wade Meckler story and play most of it? You okay. Know? And and then Coach Berg, and then we'll see about Elise, and we'll have open phones to talk about some other things. But who has the best story? Well, there are many great stories within Oregon State Athletics. I think you'll like the Wade Meckler story. If you haven't heard some of it, read it already, we'll get into it again and, and reprise it a little bit next on 1240 Joe Radio. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philomath Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already, darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown. And Go Beeves! This is Katie Albin, letting you know that Albin's Plumbing is going underground. Oh, you'll still find us located on 9th Street in Corvallis, but we are also underground, as in underneath sidewalks, driveways, and patios. Using directional boring, Albin's can run your plumbing underground, avoiding the need for costly and messy concrete repair. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albans The home of the Oregon State Beavers. 1240. Joe Radio. So here we go with Wade Meckler. And I asked Wade yesterday, and Laura Berg coming up, this is how the story goes, and I like it. I like it a lot. And we'll just let Wade tell it. He had not a single Division One or Division Two offer coming out of high school. Yorba Linda 
Esperanza High School, Southern California. No D1, no D2, but he goes to Arizona to try to get into a tournament and, and showcase whatever skills that he had and talent. And there was a guy in the stands with a great set of eyes who could evaluate. And we'll just let Wade tell the story from there. So I was going out to Arizona. I didn't have a single one, a single Division One offer. Um, I was out there just hoping someone would see me. I uh, never even thought Oregon State was potentially a place I could play. Um, because I didn't have anyone. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I went over to that day, walked a few times, and I always made a point just to be as aggressive as possible in the base paths because um, I wanted to stand out, and I felt like that's how I could stand out. So, yeah, I, stole, I, I walked, I stole second base, advanced to third on a ground ball to the shortstop, and, uh, you know, I was tagging up on anything. I wanted to be seen. So second baseman goes back, um, you know, just behind second base, uh, tag up, score, beat the throw by by a while because uh, he didn't think I was going. And I guess right there, there was a uh, someone involved with our – it wasn't actually a coach. He was um, someone that was involved with the organization I was playing with. And he goes up to him and says, who is that kid? He goes, oh, that's Wade Meckler. He doesn't have any offers. And Bales goes, that kid's a beaver. Get him to me. And he gave him my number, and Bales called me a few days later. I love that story. I love it from a lot of perspectives. Pat Bailey is a great man and one of my favorite people I've ever had the opportunity to work around and be around. But he saw something in you. When you heard that, what did that mean to you, Wade? I mean, how, how did that strike you when you heard that news that Bale said, I want that guy to be a beaver? Uh, I honestly, I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I, I didn't really believe it to be true. I thought he was kind of doing that guy a favor. Um, because he, um, his name's Scotty Tenen. Um, he, you know, helps guys get to college. That's what he was uh, with the organization for. He talks to coaches, and he's he's a pretty respected guy in the college recruiting world. So I, I always thought that Bills was just doing him a favor. Like he said, this kid's a good player. Um, you should take him. And I was like, all right. Bills just said okay to, because he's trying to make him happy. Um, but when I got here and I, I found out that it was true, and, and Bills really did want me, and he really did say that. Um, it was you know, a great feeling that it wasn't a favor and that it was actually, you know, he saw something in me that no one else saw. Did you, growing up, Wade, believe in yourself in that way in terms of, hey, I can play Division One college baseball. There were no offers. I even read there weren't really many D2 offers either. Yeah. And yet here you come to Oregon State. Did you always have in your heart a sense that, yeah, I, I can do this? Yeah, I mean, I, I always believed it. Um, my dad always told me it. Um, even at times I didn't believe in myself. He still believed in me. He told me, um, you know, my junior year of high school, I didn't have a single division offer. I told him, I don't think I'm going to play college baseball. And he said, wait, I absolutely 100% guarantee you, you will play division one baseball. Um, and you know, that coming from your dad, you know, that's a great feeling having someone tell you something like that. Uh, but I mean, I was four foot, 10 inches, 75 pounds as a freshman in high school. Um, I hit 200 on the, on the freshman team. You know, I played JV my sophomore year. I didn't play much my junior year. My senior year kind of had a breakout season. And I, I feel like I always had the skills. I always had the bats ball skills, but I didn't have the strength. Um, my freshman year, I couldn't hit the ball to the infield. You know, I'd, I'd hit the ball as hard as I could, and it would go to the second baseman. Um, so at, at times, I didn't believe myself. But my senior year, when I really started adding strength and I started burning guys over their head, I was like, okay, uh, maybe, I, maybe I do have what it takes. And was there a breakthrough moment at Oregon State then where, okay, you get here, you're given an opportunity, but you still have to play your way onto the field, into the lineup? Was there a moment or two along the way where, yeah, I belong here now, I know I do? Um, I feel like I belonged here the second I stepped foot on campus. Um, 
you know, the leadership of my freshman year is, is still something that sticks with me. You have guys like Zach Taylor, uh, Bryce Femmel, Adley Rutschman. They're just, they're, they harp from day one, the players did, that you are here for a reason and that they recruited you because you are one of the best players in the country. So, you know, I, I heard that from day one that, you know, I'm one of the best players in the country and that's why I'm here. So I developed that belief pretty early. Um, and then I think the belief really, really set in. Um, I talked to you this a little bit before the interview, but I went down to Texas for a tournament uh, during COVID and uh, I hit a walk off uh, on game one and against, you know, some pretty good competition. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, I can, I can really play. Mm-hmm. And then last year, it was uh, almost revelatory, it seemed to me, what you did. And Mitch said, Coach Canham said, that you and Jacob uh, Melton live in the cage together, essentially, (laughs) working constantly on your craft and your approach. That seemed to really kick into gear last spring and serve you well. Tell us a little bit about just what began to happen for you to become a 300 hitter in in the Pac-12. I mean, it started off, actually, uh, Alex McGarry. um, You obviously know who that is, but... Uh, my freshman year, he kind of took me under his wing, uh, told me some of the stuff he was talking about hitting-wise, and then my sophomore year, Melt showed up, and he was in the cage with us. So we all three of us were working together through COVID. Um, obviously, that year got shut down, so we have plenty of time to work work with each other. Um, and then last year, it was just me and Melt up in the cage, kind of just continuing to work on the things that we'd worked on for the previous two years, but just having the breakthroughs that we never had before. Wade Meckler, our guest, Last couple of things with uh, Wade as we wrap things up on the Joe Beaver Show. You mentioned your dad instilled in you a great belief in yourself because he believed in you maybe as much as anyone did. What was life like growing up in SoCal, Yorba, Linda, Orange County, uh, Southern California? Were you a fan of a lot of the teams down there? Did you go to games down there with your dad? What was it like being a SoCal kid? Uh, everything was always Cal State Fullerton. Um, Cal State Fullerton. You good? Okay. Cool. Uh, Cal State Fullerton was the uh, the mecca of college baseball for that area. Um, everything was, you know, you're playing college you know, ter- tournaments and all this to be to be a Titan. Um, so I went to those games. I watched college baseball, um, but it was pretty much all Cal State Fullerton. And it wasn't really until 2017 when I saw the run that the Beavers made that I'd even heard of Oregon State really. And as a Southern California kid, what was it like making the transition up here to, to the Beaver State and to less than ideal conditions year-round for baseball? It looks like you, it hasn't bothered you at all. No, I, I kind of enjoy it, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I, I much rather prefer playing in the cold than playing in the heat. I feel like in the heat, the pitchers are a lot more comfortable. Um, and in the cold, you know, guys don't like throwing. So I, I, lo- I look for reasons to be more comfortable than the pitcher, and that's one of them. Um, and the cold never really bothered me anyways. And, and uh, the, the rain is, you know, that's perfectly fine with me as well. So, yeah, I, I really like it. Um, I was getting a little bit sick and tired of all the traffic all the time. So it's a nice change yeah. up here. It's a big change when traffic is, man, there's two cars ahead of me at this signal light. And you yeah. get a little frustrated by that. It's a big difference from the freeway system in Southern California, no doubt. Last thing, Wade. I, you, you excelled as a student and always have. You're a finance major here. You were a national collegiate scholar in high school with a 4.0 GPA. What about the academic mission so far here, how that's gone and what you see yourself doing when baseball's uh, finally done? Um, you know, academically, I, I continue to get good grades. I, uh, but the, the focus is definitely baseball. Right. Um, 
I'm, I'm getting my grades. I'm making sure I get good grades. But at the end of the day, baseball is what matters. And that's what matters to me the most in my, in my career. My goal is to play until I'm 40 years old. Um, if that doesn't happen, I'm, you know, hopefully I'm coaching somewhere. Um, so at the end of my goal is to, I always say this, my goal is to never use my major and it's a backup <laughs> plan. So I like that. That's a, a great answer. There was a little bit more with Wade Meckler where he talks about uh, one through nine, what the, the lineup with a healthy Jacob Melton and some other mm-hmm. bats uh, in the lineup that will be better, that are coming into the lineup for the first time, perhaps. Good conversation with Wade, but just an inspiring story. When he says, I want to play till I'm 40, and I think he means play at a very high level, mm-hmm. a guy like Daniel Robertson comes in for one year in the Oregon State program and ends up making it to the major leagues. I don't sell that kid short on anything. Sounds like the perfect attitude. Wade Meckler, uh, we've got another one perhaps with Jacob Melton before the week is out. But coming up next, softball just around the corner as well. The most decorated softball player in the history of USA softball. And our own head coach, Laura Berg, next on 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. The Peacock Bar and Grill is making eating out affordable with a 650 specials from 11 till 9 every day of the week. On Monday, it's a small sirloin steak dinner. Tuesday, any pub-sized burger on the menu. Wednesday, it's an open-faced hot turkey sandwich. Thursday, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Friday is a French dip. Saturday, pulled pork sliders. And Sunday, it's mac and cheese. You can always call ahead and get it to go or have it delivered. The Peacock Bar and Grill, a local favorite since 1929 on 2nd Street, downtown Corvallis. It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley. Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. Highland Bowl, Ninth Street, Corvallis. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. Trump's has the area's largest selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it. Fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today online at middletonheating.net. All right, here we go. Welcome back here uh, to the Joe Beaver Show. And a uh, special guest joining us here. Not not special in that it's unusual. It's special in that everybody's special, especially if they're connected with Oregon State sports. And 
sometimes, I won't say oftentimes, but sometimes we get focused on one thing and I won't say we forget about the other. The only thing I would say, Laura Berg, as we bring you in here to talk softball, the most decorated softball player and coach in American history, Laura Berg, joining us now on the Joe Beaver Show, is that you guys start so much earlier. It's like, yeah, yeah, baseball, baseball, baseball. It's like, well, wait a second. Softball almost is always a week <laughs> or five days earlier than baseball gets started. So we want to give you guys some love, too. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? We're well. Doing well, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having you, me. You've done it all, Coach. You, you've seen it all. You've experienced such, such great peaks in your own career, player and a coach. But is this time of year, I talked to Chris Pendleton, the wrestling coach today, this morning in another context. He said this is his most exciting time of the year when he was an athlete at Oklahoma State, coming down the stretch, looking at February, March, just around the corner. For you, the start of another season. What's your energy level and excitement level like right now as you contemplate the start of 2022? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's an exciting time of the year um, because you start to, like, narrow down your lineup, know who's going to be in the starting lineup, and we start to scrimmage as we're getting closer to uh, our start date, our first game. And, uh, you know, it's starting to get – well, usually it's starting to get warmer. <laughs> this last week it, it hasn't warmed up, but um, – it starts to get warmer, and the sun comes out, and we know it's softball season. You know, and the lack of that warmth. Now, it is sunny. The air is a little, you know, it's been heavy fog and stagnant sort of air. But that warmth, Coach, it's kind of a sign of things to come. It, does that energize your team, just even if it's a little chilly, just to see the sun and get outside a little bit in <laughs> practice? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, with the, the new uh, upgrades that we've had to our field, it allows us to be outside even when it's cold and foggy. And any, anytime I, can, I, I tell my team that we're scrimmaging, they get really excited about that. So um, we get to scrimmage today. We get to scrimmage on Friday. And I know the team is really looking forward to some, some live ABs. Laura Berg joining us. Coach, how much, what's the balance between just plain old-fashioned drills and fundamental drills about the rudiments of the game and scrimmaging and playing the game itself. How do you structure through your experiences as a former player and putting together practice plans and so on? What is the balance there? Yeah, it's, there's a fine line, you know, um, there are times where, you know, we've got to get some drills in and, and work on some first and thirds and bunt slap defense and throws to bases and things like that. Um, uh, when we get closer to, to the season, we scrimmage a lot more. Fall is usually tend to be the more the, the drills type stuff. You know, our sport is a monotonous repetition. And so getting that, uh, that repetition in that we need. And then um, when it gets closer to the season, it's more of that we need live ABs. We need to see the uh, pitches move, you know, from live hitters or, or live pitchers. You know, getting a 50-mile-an-hour fastball for me <laughs> – as batting practice doesn't really help you when, you know, you're facing somebody who's throwing 65. You say monotonous repetition. I read a I read an essay years ago, Jim Palmer grousing about Earl Weaver. And here we go again, PFP, pitcher fielding Brown, over and over and over. <laughs> Jim said Earl would drive me crazy. But those Orioles teams were the most fundamentally sound teams. And Jim in the end said, now nah, I kind of see what, what Earl was up to. Again, in trying monotonous repetition, but does that instill the muscle memory and all the things that you hope carry over when the game is live and you're you're in a in a competition? 
Absolutely. And the biggest thing is, you know, in, in our sport is to be able to play catch. It's an easy sport if you don't overcomplicate it. Play catch, tee ball, hit ball. If you're practicing it over and over and over again, when the pressure is on, your body has done it a million times. It can do it without thinking. You put it on autopilot, and it just takes care of itself. Muscle memory, yep. Laura Berg joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Laura, today's the two-year anniversary, I can't believe it, of the loss oh of Kobe Bryant. And you on your, um, well, I don't know which one of the social media pages have a picture of you and Kobe. Tell us again briefly about you know how that came about. Yeah, um, that was, uh, it's on my Facebook page. That is, um, we were at Oprah Winfrey after the 2008 Olympic Games. All of the medalists got invited to come to the Oprah show, and we were staged in these um, double-decker buses, and he was on one bus, I was on the other. Uh, We were both up on top, and so he leaned uh, forward, I leaned back, and we were able to snap a picture. So, um, you know, I I, I think I put that up on my Facebook page far uh, long before he uh, had passed away, and so I just, I can't, in my heart, I just can't take that that picture down. He's just, and I talk about him and Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, you know, to my teammates or to my team, yeah. because those are the athletes that get the most out of their teammates. There's a incredible people that, you know, work hard and do everything in their power to be successful. And, um, you know, the Lisa Fernandez and the Jessica Mendoza that really pull out the best out of their teammates. Yeah. And, and, and in today's athlete, especially the, the older I get, the older we get, the more you want to lament what, what we have mm-hmm. now and go back to the old days and say, well, you know, uh, Danny Ainge would have never done it that way. Or, or, you know, right. you know, in your sport, Jessica Mendoza, and it seems like we're, we're running out of those, but Kobe to me was the youngest. He was probably yeah. one of the last connections of guys that you could put up there, players you could put up there and say what you just said to your athletes. This athlete had all the right attitude to go with the talent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And not just the, just the mind. He just, he had the work ethic. He had the mentality. Mm-hmm. He had the, the, uh, you know, he always worked on his mental game as well. And so when the game was on the line, he wanted the ball in his hand because he put himself in that situation day in and day out and knew he can come through. Laura Berg joining us. Coach, I'm interested in your own story in the sense of your work ethic. And, and it, as John said, and we say it, and it's true about being the most decorated softball player and now coach in the history of U- Team USA. And it's an amazing. But I wonder, as you came up, was it all, were you always the better player? We just talked to Wade Meckler of the baseball team. He had no, he had not a single Division One or Division Two offer coming out of high school, and here he is in the starting lineup for Mitch Canham and the Beavers in baseball mm-hmm. as a leadoff hitter. What was your story, Coach? It, were you always good at it, or did you work and grind your way to become this decorated <laughs> player? Yeah, no, I had to work hard at it. Um, when I was younger, I was always the skinniest and the smallest on the team, and I didn't get to get to start. And I remember being in tears, you know, in the car telling my parents, you know, I want to quit. And my mom was like, no, there's a lesson here. There's a lesson for you to learn. You don't quit. And that lesson was that I needed to work harder than everybody else. And so I didn't go to any football games in high school. I was always at the batting cages with my dad, uh, at the ball field with my dad. He was hitting me ground balls. So I had to work harder than everybody else. You know, my first year on the national team, I was the youngest. I had to work harder than everybody else because I was the youngest. Later on, I was the oldest. You know, I didn't want to get past that, and so I had to work harder than everybody else. And so I was always, you know, instilled uh, 
that lesson uh, that my mom and my dad taught me uh, when I wanted to quit when it wasn't quite in my favor. Well, I always say this when we have you on, at least once a year, that I hope somebody in your organization is speaking for you when these recruits come through, because now they're getting younger and younger. Of course, they're all 18, but we're getting older and older. And I hope at some point in a practice in fall, they say, all right, for anybody who doesn't know, and then tell about all your greatness so that you don't have to do it. And then they say at the end, you might want to listen to her because she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> My coach will throw, will, will throw that in there a little bit. Sometimes it's to, to tease me a little bit and, and the medals that I have, and sometimes it's to let these guys know, you know, some of the accomplishments. Laura, let's go back real quick, and then uh, I want to ask you a couple of things about your team this year. But we had you mm-hmm. on, and I'm just trying to go by memory because these last two years have been so crazy. We had you on right <laughs> before the season that the Olympics were going to be, and then yeah. literally COVID hit like within a couple of weeks of you coming on. And you had said, well, I'm going to go and, and be an assistant coach and be with this. And then there were no Olympics, and then there were the next year. Where did that story lead? off did you go with the softball team eventually I did I did and you know just I can't speak enough to you know not just the softball team the U.S. softball team all the Olympians across the board because the the, the mental toughness that they had to have the perseverance that they had to have of there's an Olympics there's no Olympics there's going to be an Olympics there's no Olympics and it was the you know, you know, are we going to have it? Are we not going to have a type deal that was going on that, you know, I just have all the respect in the world. You know, when I played, the Olympics were going to be in July. These are the dates. It's that we could prepare ourselves, you know, to, to hit a peak at that time. These guys, you know, they prepared themselves. They were at a peak, and then it got, you know, delayed. And it was like, then they have to come back down and start the process all over again. So, you know, I'm so proud of the team. I know we didn't come away with the gold medal, but everything that they had to endure, um, they did. They did it with grace, and uh, they were they were tough. They were amazing. Final thing, Coach, on this sort of bigger picture things and reflecting on your own career, and appreciate you telling your story about how you had to just outwork people. Yeah, we do as we get older. Well, back in our day, people had a work ethic and they worked hard. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how. Hmm you feel about that as a coach working with young players, as John said, we know we get older and they're coming in in the same age, 18 to 22, essentially that you're always working with. Do you notice any difference in approach and work ethic? Do you, or is it still the same in the sense of there are some who really get the, you know, the same kind of feel and drive you had it. Does that still exist? Do you have people on your team that compete that way? Oh, absolutely. I think it, it still does exist. I think it's, it's instilled in them, um, you know, from their parents. You know, I think it's instilled from them by watching the Haley McClennies and the Monica Abbotts and the Kat Ostermans now. Um, they see them on TV. They see it a lot more than when I played uh, and, and, you know, start setting goals of that's where I want to be, you know, when, when, you know, hopefully I get that opportunity to be able to do that. Um, Mariah Mazon is one of them, you know, she's out in the rain throwing bullpens, you know, her freshman year coming in and I'm like, wow, that kid's got a great work ethic. Um, Tony Septo, our, our Aussie pitcher who, you know, we faced against in the Olympics. Um, she knows what it takes to be at the top of her game and and understand what, uh, what hard work really is. And, you know, Frankie Hamoudi, you know, every time I walk into the, into the hitting facility to grab something or, 
you know, to get ready for practice, she's in there doing, you know, extra hitting. And there's, you know, we've got quite a few kids, Grace Mesbar, who, uh, who are in there getting in their, their reps that they need to get uh, in order to be ready for the, the, the season. Tell us about, Al- is it Alania Gottlieb, the uh, freshman from Team Israel, going to play center field Yeah. Yeah, how great is that? Um, I just found out over the break, Christmas break, uh, Eliana will be on their 22 and under team that will play in Prague, and then they will go to uh, Spain to go with the senior uh, national uh, Israeli team. And so great experience for her. She, you know, has got power. She's got a great arm. She's an outfielder. I think she rules because I think outfielders rule. Um, but, you know, just she reminds me she's got the mannerisms. And, and of Leah O'Brien Amico, who was my teammate for about ten years uh, with Team USA, she just she's she's clutch. She um, uh, has a great arm out in the outfield, and you know gets great jumps, great reads. And so I'm really excited to see what she does at the D- Division One Pac-12 level. I feel better about myself because Mr. C relegated me to left field when I walked the entire lineup in 1977 <laughs> at the age of 11. Outfield rules. And I thought outfield was an exile for players who weren't very good. At that age, maybe. So thank that's, you for that. That's my mission in life. That's my mission and, and my goal in life in the sport of softball is to let people know that outfielders rule. Everywhere I go, I tell it. I write it on papers that I signed, all of it, yeah. We're going to keep that alive. How did you, what was the connection? The Tell us Olania's story, if you would, how she became a Beaver. Uh, Eliana was a last-minute gift. She was signed to go to a different school. Their coaches uh, left to go somewhere else. And so um, I was called by her ball coach that this kid uh, is the real deal. And I saw some video of her that he had sent me, and I was like, wow, we got to get this kid up, up here on campus. So she can see, and we can get a home run. And so we were we were lucky to get a, a last minute get. Thanks for that. Hey, you've touched a little bit on your team as we close, Coach. What what is do you feel the makeup of your team? Returning veterans, the leaders, newcomers. You've touched on a little bit, but just how do you feel about your overall squad again in this ultra competitive Pac-12? Yeah, I, I I'm super excited about this team. Um, we finally we've got speed, which I'm super excited about. Last year we didn't have speed; we had power. I was like, "You guys don't hit ground balls because you're going to hit double plays." Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited that we've got speed, and now we have power with Frankie returning. She broke the home run record last year. Um, Tarney can hit, which is great. You know, uh, being a pitcher, not not all pitchers hit. Um, Sarah uh, Hinges is uh, a freshman pitcher coming in that I feel will, will add depth to our um, our pitching uh, lineup, uh, along with Ainsley uh, Lambert and Morgan Westland. So we've got a, a great um, you know, pitching start. The game starts in the circle. Sometimes I have to admit it, <laughs> um, but that's where it starts, and I think we have a great lineup uh, in the circle. So I'm excited about that as well. Speed in the outfield. Um Grace Messmer is back after international play with Team Canada, and so I'm, I just the experience that this this team brings uh, to the season. I'm really excited about, and I know my coaching staff is as well. Last thing, step toe, uh, Australia Olympics. Did you have a relationship? Were you recruiting her before the Olympics started? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tony's been signed with us for a couple of the, a couple of years out of uh, junior college in uh, Utah. Okay, and uh, what what's her what's her strengths? I mean, is she someone who will be your starter or will be uh, number two? She she and Mariah will both be our number ones. 
Um, okay. That's how good they both are. Yeah. Uh, Tarney is a power pitcher, great movement, hides the ball really well from the batters, great changeup. She throws in the upper 60s, um, 68, 69, 70. She was going toe-to-toe with Monica Abbott at the Olympics as far as wow. speed. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I personally know that you're extremely busy right now. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> My pleasure. And uh, can't wait. You guys don't come home for a long time, March 7th, but that's okay because that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, although, I, one last thing on that. Since you have, you know, the field and, and, and you can play outdoors, does that change that? Can you maybe maybe in the ensuing years schedule games a little bit sooner than the, than March? We are looking for that, yes. So now uh, uh, softball, we're looking to have a Pac-12 softball tournament. Uh, so that will move um, some tournaments up. And so we'll, we'll actually lose, of our five pre-conference tournaments, we're going to lose one of them. Mm. And so we ho- co-host a tournament with Oregon. So it's probably going to be the first weekend in March, uh, I believe, when we'll be able to start hosting uh, tournaments with them. Okay. Coach, thanks again for your time. Always great to talk to you. Thanks for your reflections on many matters, and good luck in the upcoming season just around the corner. We'll talk again soon, Coach. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Go Beef. Laura Berg, our guest. No, she's great. She's great, and they, they uh, are always good and always competitive. The problem is the Pac-12 Conference dominates. The Pac-12 Conference right now has five teams in the top 25. Yeah. D1softball.com projects the first six teams, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, Arizona, Arizona State, and Stanford into the tourney with Oregon State seventh and then Cal and Utah after that. That's how competitive this league is. Now, last year they were well under 500. Get to 500, which is always the case, although there was one year, two years ago, I think it was, two or three, where the Beavers reached that and didn't get into the tournament. Never had, had has that happened before. So let's see if maybe we're back to the conference dominating so much that if you finish 500 or better, right. you're in. Let's take a final quick break this hour. Next hour, it's actually next half hour. We'll be done at 1230 and turn it over to Ron Callen. It appears as though we'll have some open phones. If there's anything you want to reflect on uh, with the conversations we've had, Wade Meckler, Laura Berg, and the whole, what is their story? What is his story? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Amistad, got great, a great line. story. It, it, these are the stories, and even Laura's story about it. I didn't go to a single high school football game. Why? Well, I'm taking ground balls, and I'm in the cage. Yeah. You, you, you wonder even at times, and I think about the maniacal. I almost I hate that. It's too strong of a word, but the, the, the relentless commitment that our gymnasts have. And Caitlin Yanish yeah. was, was kind enough to say there was a time when she thought, I'm done. I can't. I want to have a – I want to do something else. I'm just <laughs> – Started at age two, the Jimmy Dugan story uh, from National Lampoon Radio. The Jimmy Dugan story. Well, Lloyd, we get, we got to get these young kids started two, three years of age. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's take. I mean, but it, maybe it's true. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We come back on twelve forty Joe Radio. Hi, this is Oregon State football alum and owner of Angry Beaver Grill, Randy Holmes. Come try our updated menu with new items such as the prime rib Philly cheesesteak, and don't miss our prime rib and salmon dinners on Friday. Every Wednesday, starting at 5 o'clock, try our $7 all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad. Angry Beaver also offers catering for groups large and small. Give me a call to schedule your holiday gathering, wedding, reunion, or any special occasion. Support local at Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Philomath, Oregon, 2002. 
a couple brothers had an idea to bring better internet access to rural parts of the Willamette Valley, an internet that meets your needs. We get it because we live here. If you're learning or working from home or keeping up with changes in the field, we are here to keep you connected to your world. Alirica High-Speed Rural Internet. Plans starting at $49.99. Call Alirica today. Online at Alirica.net. Alirica, the friendlier internet. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your Prius, Toyota, and all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come meet Dave's new tire expert, Eddie, with 27 years' experience in the industry and save today. Need an oil change? Get $20 off your next oil service at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at davesperformancehybrids.com. Mike, if I told you that a team was up by 35 points in the first half and 30 at the break, would you say that they won, the other team won, came back and won that ball game? No, because the L.A. Clippers are good. They have talent. <laughs> They're resourceful. It they took a four-point play the, to pull it off, though. How about that? If you, you make that all that way, you come all that way back and get the four-point play to seal the victory when you're down 35 points. Normally... We don't talk about anything in the NBA except for the Blazers, but this is like, whoa, I heard that this morning. Right. <laughs> I was like, I got to look into is that. It, did they declare it to be the biggest comeback in NBA oh, I history? Know. I don't know. That's a good question. That I mean, that would 35. make it even more notable. When were they down 35? In the first half. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be even more impressive if they were down 35 midway through the third <laughs> yeah. and one. But they were down 35. I think it was 30 at the break, though, but 35 at one point. It's one of those I mean, games. Come on. Yeah, again, you and who did they come back against? The Wizards. Now, that's a storyline in and of itself, right. being down 35 in the first half. Right. How do you have that much time to build a 35-point lead? And then <laughs> the other story is how do you, how do you lose that lead? And, <laughs> right. then the, and then the third part of the story is why, oh, why, oh, why would you give up a four-point play, foul someone in the act of a three-point shot, when they're about to, they're they're icing. Well, they didn't ice it. They needed it to win. Well, and, and that's and that's the reason too that there is a division of opinion on whether to foul or not. And you last night in the Oregon game, I think I don't know who Rich was working with. He, um, it was uh, who was uh, that? PJ. Oh, PJ Carlissimo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, that's right. I, I caught his about voice. A minute of it. I caught his voice. Rich and PJ. Good good broadcast yeah. last yeah. night. The versatile Rich Burke and, and P.J. Carlissimo is outstanding in that role. And they were talking about at the end of that, Tad Boyle, whether, to, you know, if if Earl Evan Batty, he'll always be Earl Batty to me, 1965, neck against the railing World Series. Brooks Hatch, Dave from Tumwater, those are the only two that remember that. Kip Carlson. Kip has read about it. He doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, no. But he Brooks wasn't old and enough. Dave remember Batty running it, Earl Batty, the grandfather of Evan, running into the railing in the dugout of the World Series in 65. Those two, maybe Chris, who called us yesterday, 
the 79-year-old San Francisco. Yeah. But that's it. So three. Three people know. <laughs> Earl Batty ran into the railing. Okay. Now. You're, you're, uh, Ev- you're limiting our listening <laughs> audience. <know>. <laughs> uh, they were talking about, those Rich and PJ, about whether to foul or not. And I saw, I read Tad Boyle's lips, no fouls. Now, I didn't know if he was saying no fouls if Evan makes the free throw. It was 81-78. About four seconds left. Yeah. He missed the first. The two shots up, 81-78. If he makes one of them, the game's essentially over. If he makes them both, it, it, I mean, you make one of them and you're in good shape. Yeah. He missed the first. Then a timeout was called, I think by, by Tad Boyle, to, to plan their strategy. And P.J. was going, okay, now if he makes it, if he makes it, you don't foul at all. But if he misses... And Oregon's bringing the ball up court. Do you, you know, do you risk a a foul when these shooters can stop and shoot quickly and get the shot off and yeah. maybe make it and get fouled and go to that, the line and make a problem. four point play? That's the problem with the NBA is they shoot so many threes that it's it's easy it, for them. It, yeah. Now, how far out was the four point yeah, play? That's a how good many question. feet? Largest comeback in Clippers history. Clippers history. Okay. Second largest in play by play era. I don't know what that means. 96, 97. In play-by-play era? Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. And then the 36 points was the Jazz. 36 points is the record. Okay. F- five seconds. Okay. 36. We, we'll we'll so get into this by some one. open phones and find out what do you mean. The play-by-play era. Check her. Okay, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. With inflation still running above their preferred target, Federal Reserve policymakers said today it would soon be appropriate to raise interest rates. In a statement issued following the conclusion of their two-day meeting, the central bankers laid the groundwork for higher borrowing costs, hinting that they'll make such a move at their mid-March meeting. Stocks had been solidly higher ahead of the conclusion of the meeting. They are narrowly mixed currently. The Dow Industrial is now down 70 points. The S&P 500 up still by 14. The NASDAQ Composite ahead 107 points. If you're looking to travel for a spring break, it's time to book your plane ticket. New data from travel booking site Hopper show domestic airfare is relatively low this month at around $234 round trip on average. And international airfare at historic lows, $649 round trip. Hopper forecasts domestic airfare will rise an average 7% every month through June. Most popular cities people are searching to travel to are warm weather destinations, Orlando, Las Vegas, and Miami. That's your money now. That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. And it may be time to talk to your doctor. If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosis and colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit gocreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call... 
Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon. Serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards' knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another golf minute to help you stroll to a better short game. How much better would your scores be if you got more of your chip shots up and down? I think a lot. Without taking a bit more time to properly gauge the shot, it's difficult to chip the ball close. Try this tip next time you have a chip shot to play. Walk from your ball to the hole to get a feel for the entire shot. Pace off the distance, paying particular attention to the slope of the grain. This will both affect your club selection and where you will aim the club face to hit the shot. When walking back, pause near the spot you want your ball to land and make a rehearsal swing or two. This will help provide you with a mental picture of the shot you want to hit so you can chip it close to the hole. So remember, to help get the ball up and down more often, just stroll to the hole to help chip it close. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Dreaming of adventure beyond your backyard? NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest credit cards to get there. Use NerdWallet to compare travel cards with bonus miles to go from working from home to relaxing far, far away. Then use NerdWallet to compare cashback cards and turn everyday purchases into a beachside cabana big enough for the whole family. More sand for the third tower. She's the only boss you'll be answering to this week. Nice castle. Compare your way there. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, give me that expenses. For Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. We're a couple of accountants short. He needs whip smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, uh, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Coming from everywhere. Seems to be a great deal of traffic here for Country Road, it seems. Corvallis, Oregon. To see the total eclipse of the sun. Hard to tell the nighttime from the day. I'm talking about the sky, McIntyre. Mike McIntyre and the Buffaloes are coming, amongst many others. Seems to be a great deal of traffic here for Country Road, it seems. Sight worth seeing. I know how you must feel. Yes, but not everyone's on board. And look at that sky. You look at it. But for everyone else, excitement is sky high for life in Corvallis. Sky star is amazing. There seems to be a lot happening in it all the time. If it's happening, you'll hear about it on the Joe Beaver Show. I'm expecting something special from there. Keep your eyes skinned. I want reports. Oh, you'll get reports all right. The best reports on the Joe Beaver Show with John Warren and Mike Parker. Nothing I can say. Total eclipse of the heart. And away we go with the Joe Beaver Show. 
1240 Joe Radio. Such was the Open in the fall of 2017, and we, you know, Gary Anderson's been sort of, ta- Gary's voice was in it. He said, ah, we listened to, uh, who is it saying Total Eclipse? Bon- Bonnie Who's Raitt. Say- Bonnie Raitt? Yeah. Total Eclipse of the Heart? Oh, no, Not Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. We listened to Bonnie Tyler, and, and away we go, he said. That was, oh, that's because he was, uh, the, uh, the question the was, that, what did you do for right. the uh, Eclipse? Right. They watched it together as a team and played Total Eclipse of the Heart, and away we go. Has it been five years? It'll be five years. What, what month was summer, it? August. It was summer. Summer of 2017. Five years. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, you I know. Get, you get one life, and you turn around and blink, and it's done. So enjoy every second. I know that's cliche, but wow. What is the song, John? Maybe have you seen a reaction video to it? Yes. It's kind of it's got a little clever. I've never really listened start to finish to fully understand, but I hear the line come through it as you know, sometimes you just hear things in the back. <laughs> but something about I've only got one hundred years to live. Oh, that's that, um, that's pretty optimistic. You yeah, think you got the song that many itself for is you? called one hundred years. Three score and ten is sort of a a uh, measurement given uh, in ancient literature, which now, you know, I mean, maybe that was more the average What's lifespan. What's three score? It, it's from one of the Psalms. Three times yeah, ten? Three score and ten, 70 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that song, though, 100 yeah. Years, that's, um, I forgot his name now, and I love him. I, I haven't heard his stuff 100 in Years a while. to Live? Yeah. But he, whoever sang that, I've always, that, that line comes through. I don't know. I've never, I can't give a, a single other line from the song. I mean, we've only got 100 years to live. And just na, hearing na, it has always yeah. It's always struck me as guy. he must he must take good care of himself. <laughs> well, the the, the, the time span. I get it. Yeah, you can go 80 to 100 is is kind of yeah. up in the air. Yeah. So my 85 year old pops. He, we joke with each other. Mm-hmm. Trust me, this is nice. Life is not as crass. I, I respect <laughs> him, but I'm like, I say to him, pops, I need you to keep going. I need you to keep going because that, that house that I'm going to get one seventh <laughs> of is my retirement. <laughs> so hold you. on, man. He's John, very now somebody's healthy. texted yes. in a name, John on Rensick or something. I, 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 I don't John know. If I, no. I don't know. That's not it, but I'll, I'll find it. It's an I interesting, catchy line of a yeah. song, which I, you know, if I paid more attention to the full, I might even have more appreciation for it, but I <laughs> like the thought. Now, Doug from Salem on the University Honda text line. Dear Joe Beaver Show. Doug, I don't want to in any way dampen the enthusiasm or you know, say that, the, but this text from Doug, who's one of our favorite texters. The song or the group is Five for Fighting. Oh, it is Five and for Fighting. And maybe that is the And maybe the name. lead singer. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a catchy song. Yeah. It's a, it's it, a good song. It was song. big in the, what do we call Early it? Early 2010. The 2000s. Yeah, that's when it was. Okay. Dear Joe Beaver Show, Doug writes, do you know what happens only one week from now? Yes, it's only one week until it's college football recruiting day. Exclamation mark. Hope you will have a really big show for the big day and big in capital letters. Certainly get Angie and maybe Coach Smith on. Some of the teams are having very strange recruiting years. In the Pac-12, Arizona is doing remarkably well, while some of the Blue Bloods of the Pac-12 are not doing very well. Go Beavers. 
Well, Doug has uh, graduated to one text. Doug, that and I like I like what he's getting at, and yeah. yes, we'll certainly pay some attention to it. It's but the like heavy lifting's be. been done. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we'll get Angie on maybe the day before, or the day of, Doug. But it, it's in all fairness, changed. it's all changed. Uh, you know what kind of news will come <clears throat> forth on that day? What other signings and announcements will be made? Probably something, it's, but. I'm not sure that it, you know, the big day that that first Wednesday in February used to be is no more. No. And it went out the window when they, they put on the, the first, well, the second one, which is now the first one. They added one in December. Was it like the 19th or whatever? Yeah. To, I think this year's was the, the 19th. Yeah. Or, so yeah. that that's the big day. But then, you know, keep in mind, too, the last year or two years, everything has changed because they're all going through the portal. 3,500 athletes in the portal. I'm, that may be basketball, but they're going through the portal. And not it's not so much on the high school kids anymore. And that's why I love Jonathan Smith's class this year because he has a good, solid number of high school kids coming in. And uh, We're hearing less news out of the portal. For, now, for, for Oregon for State, yes. yes. Which, in the first four years, it was all portal stuff, which was fantastic. Use the portal, get some immediate help, which mm-hmm. is what Oregon State needed. Got it, got people excited, and then slowly got to where now a very good high school class coming in for Oregon State. I will say, well, I agree with you. The philosophical base and foundation to recruit young players and coach them up and develop them. Yeah, I, I'm just saying out loud here, not that I, because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There could be a lot of activity. Part of me would like to see maybe a little more action in the portal. Because there's a lot of people in it, and maybe you find somebody here and there that you can yeah. plug and play that would help you immensely right now. So the fact that when you say, I agree with you, again, you, I think you do want to build well, let me from ask the base up, but I, I wouldn't mind hearing some more news vis-a-vis Oregon State in the portal. This is fascinating to me because there's so many angles of the portal and what it mm-hmm. uh, what it brings to the table. And I know that I bring it up almost every day because every day it seems like there's something new. So here's the here's the philosophy that nobody's ever really talked about and gotten into. We've heard about numbers of players. We've heard about selfishness or non-selfishness. We've heard about recruiting players then when they're st- already at another school because of the portal. All that stuff. Now, Coach Smith going to the portal early and often... But then now, having a good high school class, it begs the question, Arizona, terrible this year, but they're getting guys from everywhere. They had such a high recruiting class for high school. What does make up in this modern day? And I don't know that anybody knows the answer to this because we haven't had it long enough. Mm -hmm. What is the proper formula for building a team that will be solid every year mm-hmm. with a chance to spike every year, but solid every year. What's the formula? We don't know because the portal hasn't been around long enough. I do think questions along these lines, we probably could proffer to either Angie, maybe Greg Biggins. It's been a while since we've had the national recruiting guy on. So Doug, in answer to your question, we appreciate your enthusiasm. And I do think next Wednesday's a big day, and I'm not trying to, diminish enthusiasm for it. After all, we, we have a gathering at the convention center in Portland. It's kind of, you know, we're trying to come back into that kind of world. There's a virtual signing day celebration that will happen, but there's still people coming to an event. I will get to MC it and interact with Jonathan and, and several players and it'll be a, so an auction. Will go on. It's happening. Yes, yeah, okay. it's happening. So it's a big day. 
but I like the signing day celebration. It's more of a celebration to me, even in the in the years when you waited until Wednesday, the early Wednesday in February, when it meant more because that was the one and only signing day. Right. Even if you kind of know who all the young men are going to be, the gathering is more, it's almost more of an excuse to get together ahead of spring football at the end of the season you just had to talk about here. The coaches talk about the people that signed in the early period and maybe some of the signees here in the second signing period beginning that Wednesday of next week, one week from today, as Doug reminds us. There'll be some news, and I think it'll be interesting, and and I hope good news. Mm -hmm. But even if there isn't a whole lot to add to what happened with the early signing class, it's still an opportunity to get together as a Beaver Nation, hear from the coaches, hear from returning players, and have a reason to get together and have a signing day celebration. And I think we have a lot to be excited about and celebrate from this past year and the trajectory Jonathan has the program on. But the types of questions you're asking, I think, are the – a Biggins or an Angie could take on. Okay, well, here, here's what we're seeing, the mix. J.C., Portal, high school, and and maybe everybody's looking for the right mix of formula right, and trying to right. figure it out. As you say, John, in these early days, I think maybe coaches and programs are still kind of wrestling with that. I've heard, and I don't know that the high school recruiting side answers that question. I think it's the coaches. And I don't know that they're sure because I always think of basketball and football when I think of transfer portal and our own. Now you, you bring in a bunch of guys in basketball. Every team the Beavers have played this year in the non-conference had seven or eight new guys. It's same as Oregon state. Right. Does it work? Doesn't it, it might take a couple of years to, to look back and say that did mm-hmm. or that didn't, mm-hmm. or we needed to tweak a few things for each and every team. So there's unanswered questions there. But some experts or some people opinionated or whatever, I've heard say that it's better to have a base of the high school kids and then accentuate your program with two or three from the portal that right. might be really good. The immediate instead need of people. the bulk yeah. of it being transfers. But then again, I'm not saying that that's not right or good. I don't know, and I don't. It may take a few years for coaches or the land to figure that out. A few more texts before we break. We had one of the texts. It was a little bit, I don't know if it was a voice call type thing, but it was a little difficult to understand the nature of the question. The que- How, I think, must be who. Who is calling the women's basketball game today? In answer to the question, I, Ron will have the call on radio and the live stream. Correct, Johnny? I don't, th- or maybe it's Washington State's live stream. Oh, for TV. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I don't know. I no, don't it was know. Ron when it was home. I don't right. know for Washington That's State's That's what I'm saying. Screen. There could be a Washington State. I, I don't know how that works, John, it, just to be honest it, with you. It's school to school. So I think Washington State, if you watch it, the live stream could come forth from the Washington State broadcast. Yes, yes. It wouldn't be Ron. Right. It, it wouldn't. But Ron will have it on the radio. You don't go to another house and say, okay, where do we put our cameras? They offer it up, and then you they give you a link to their live stream. And the Beavers have had live streams where it's in one of those uh, Pac-12 pluses where it's fully produced. The last live stream I saw for Oregon State was um, cameras, really good camera work, but it was Ron Callen piped in. Dominic, thank you. So it's unfair. Dominic, I, how, how I could do that, I don't know. He wrote about Earl Batty. At least four people know. So we did have 
Brooks, Dave, Chris, Dominic remembers Earl Batty running into the railing in the 65 series. Five for fighting John Androsic. Is that the lead singer? Uh, Amy, yeah. answer your question. Josh Warden, to answer your question there. Thank you, Amy. Um, Champ Flemings just went into the portal, according to T.J. Matthewson. Okay. I hate the portal. <laughs> I really like Champ a lot. So do I. I don't understand it. Then, then it's like, well, why? What? Why are? I mean, the one guy from Georgia going over to Alabama, and uh, yeah, I, there there are some <sighs> mysteries. Uh, there are mysteries in the portal. I wonder what it's like. You in can there. benefit from it, and you can get hurt by it. Yeah, no, it giveth and taketh away. I, no uh, it goes against everything that I believe in, though, for teaching young people. Sticking it to out, stick things stick out through it, because there will be trials and tribulations in life, no matter who you are. Are you? Is your character such that you can handle it or not? That is not, by the way, to question anybody going into the portal. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's just, yeah, it's a thought. I'm thinking out loud on whether or not it's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing. It's not a judgment at all. Let's take our only break this hour. Mm-hmm. We'll come back and wrap things up. I want Dave. In Tumwater, I want you to know the request is officially out, not yet to Melanie, but through Jessica to Melanie, and so we're just waiting. We wait. We wait. We play the waiting game to see if we can get in touch with Melanie as we're kind of rolling into the little bit of the baseball mind and mentality now with February just around the corner and talk to Melanie about the Orioles and specifically a young man named Adley Rutschman and I love Wade Meckler invoking Adley today, talking mm-hmm. about the leadership on the team when he got here 2019. And he just said, Adley, Adley probably looked him in the <coughs> eye and said, hey, you're here for a reason. And you got to believe you, you would not be on the national champion Oregon State baseball team. He's recruited off a national championship yeah. year to come here. You're one of the best players in the country. That's why you're here. So believe that. And Wade, even though he had no D1 or 2 offers, Heard Adley say it, heard Bryce Femmel say it, heard Zach Taylor and Zach say Taylor, it. Zach Taylor, who didn't get a lot of love, right. which I like that part of it. The, I agree. The, the uh, Adley part, you're right about that, but the Zach Taylor part is like, you know, yeah. a guy that didn't do splash, but made an impact on a young guy. Absolutely, and made, and made an impact on the program by the way it went about things, and had one of the best plate appearances in Omaha for the Beavers to win the whole thing, like drawing the walk in the ninth. We break. We'll wrap up the show next for today on 1240 Joe Radio. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, and go. Go Beavs!
So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philomath Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glassman. Heading down the stretch for today, Ron Callen is just around the corner from Pullman. Really looking forward to seeing how the Beavers play a short turnaround a game that was somewhat unexpected and suddenly put on the schedule. Yeah. And so at 12.30 today and in just about six and a half minutes or so, it's Ron Callen coming to us from Beasley Coliseum and Friel Court. Yeah, I saw that Washington State's coach, Kyle Smith, and they're coming out of their mm-hmm. shutdown, their pause, I should say. The men and the women had the same problems right. at the same time last week. But Kyle said, is quoted as saying, the head coach for the Washington State men's team is, He's not optimistic about games being made up on the men's side. I mean, that's what he's quoted in a story uh, saying that. Did they say how many they have missed Washington State? Because the the Beavers have only missed two. The series with the the Oregon schools. They missed both uh, games with the Beavers and Oregon. But then he dropped in and he's not. He's hearing, he says. I'm hearing that the, the, the chances of getting those games made up aren't good. Now, I'm not sure if he's talking out of school or whether he's been told it's unlikely that you will. I don't know, but yeah. I, I'm disappointed to hear that. If so, yeah, then you you wonder, okay, is that enough games to qualify for the NCAA tournament? Should a team have enough wins? Now, Oregon, according to Joe Lenardi, he, they were going to be a Final Four, like last, last four, four in. in, last four in. Yeah, wrong, wrong terminology there. Uh, last four in. But they had like a Q3, their second Q3 loss, which hurts them because of other teams that might be on the bubble as Q3 total number of home. So Q3 the loss last night? What? Yeah. Because, um, because um, Colorado doesn't have a signature win. And so that hurts Oregon with losing to that caliber at of home. team at home. Yeah. As far as. But there's six weeks left in a tournament. We all saw saw what Oregon State did. Right. So uh, to me, everybody in the Pac-12 is alive and well until that tournament is over. That was the proof last year on that great run by the Beavers. Coming down the uh, final few minutes today, we will, um, we're staying while Ron gets on the air. John and I have the opportunity on this week's uh, Beaver Sports Podcast to talk to Hunter Willits. So... We're really getting to – I appreciate the opportunities to interact some with the Oregon State wrestling program today and the chew on this. I think it will be uploaded a little bit later. I don't think it's up yet, some final edits and so on. But Hadley had an opportunity to visit with Grant Willits and Corey Crooks on the show. I had a chance to interact with Coach Pendleton a 
tomorrow. His son, Riker, turns one. We talked a little bit about that. He's heading back to a place that he coached for six years as an assistant at mm-hmm. Arizona State and developing mm-hmm. his craft. But it was it was enjoyable to talk to, to Coach Pendleton as much as we are enthralled with the gas tank Gary story, and he was fun to talk to. Yeah. Gary did say to us, Coach is on me a little bit about, hey, you know, you don't have to wait. You you can get on people. You you can be more dominant. You can have the chip on your shoulder and the hey, I'm the best guy here. That it, the the mentality of I'm an a walk on undersized heavyweight going up against people that are better than me, and I'm just going to grapple to the end and and have a chance to win in the end and prove it. That serves him well. He said it's still times the gas day. There's always something left helps him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Coach Pendleton was saying to me today about Gary that he's trying to flip that mentality a little bit. No, you're you you don't need to be. Uh, you can be the hunted now. You're the guy that people are looking at. We got to. I got to go up against that guy. Yeah. I mean, begin to carry use yourself like up, that. Yeah, use it all out front instead of right. say, "Well, I can outlast him. Right. I can't do anything else." Yeah. Well, no, you can. You can. You can finish a guy off. And not need the gas tank, or at least the larger gas tank. Still fun, fun conversation yes. with him yesterday. And but Hunter Willits, the Pac-12 Wrestler of the Week, and I'm looking forward to talking to him about this. He is the third Beaver recognized this year as a Pac-12 Wrestler of the Week, along with Mateo Olmos, whom we've also visited with, and Devin Turner, who we've not had on. But Hunter Willits will be our podcast guest, and that will get uploaded later today. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a chance, if you're a fan of uh, the wrestling program, uh, to listen to Hunter and reflect on his career and season and his win in Laramie at 7,200 feet. And Coach Pendleton Go said on. they don't talk to their guys about it much. They don't want to make a big deal of it, like going to Boulder and playing basketball at Mile High or football. Wrestling at 7,200 in Laramie is a deal. We want to get Hunter's thoughts about that. I can't even imagine. And by the way, the coaches can avoid it all they want, but they, they have plenty of signage. Up no, there. and Coach Pendleton himself said, hey, walking around the stairs there, this is one of the world-class great wrestlers ever. He said, you know, I mean, a little a little few years removed, although yeah. he still competes. But, uh, yeah, he said it's real. We don't emphasize it with the guys and make a big deal out of it. We'll ask Hunter a little bit how he yeah, persevered through like. that amongst uh, a number of the conversations we've enjoyed having here of late. So we're down to the final minute. What If all goes well, and you, you always wonder, we did hear the background music, so Ron should be sitting there. The next voice you hear, that was either a radio show or a movie. That's a phrase, the next voice you hear. By the way, is there some sort of show? What's Jimmy Fallon's show that he's doing? Some show with Jimmy Fallon. Well, the late night show, right? No, but there's something else that he saw an ad for watching football over the weekend. It know. felt like an old-time concept coming back into play again. I don't know what I'm thinking. Like uh, I, Alan Funt? Eh, you know, I was thinking about what's your beef with Rome and thinking about Joe Pine, the talk show host. That was his old deal. What's your beef? And you'd get the person off the street to share their beef. You're going to hear Rome's beefs coming up. No, you won't today. Not today. Not today. We've got Good, Ron because Callen. the first 40 minutes were dead air anyway. <laughs> okay. We're We've got Ron problem. Callen coming up. How soon are we up, Doc? In, uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Ten seconds. Ten seconds from now. But Fallon's got something that felt like a regenerated concept back then. Who knows? The next voice you hear. Ron Callen, thanks for joining. Okay, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240.
Joe Radio.